Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scavenger Life. This is episode number 502 at scavengerlife.com. So, I have talked before about seeing life as a video game. Yes. Uh huh. It's, uh, you know, resource management. Yeah. How to manage the limited resources you have. Well, this is also about problem solving. And here's a story. I'll get to the point, all right? <laughs> so this past weekend, like everywhere across the country, it was like frozen solid where we are. In Ice storms. Yeah. And, you know, we have these uh, rentals. Yes. And people are renting. And people are in them. Which is great. Uh, <laughs> one of them is a house on a small hill. And there's a driveway that probably goes up from like ground to like three stories. So yeah, it's like, this long kind of curved driveway. And which we built from scratch. Right. And, and it's steep. And it's concrete. And normally when it snows... I'll salt it. It snows. I go over. I shovel it. It's fine. I salt it again. No problem. I go over there, whatever it was. Monday. Monday morning. morning. And I go over there, and there's like two inches of ice on this driveway that's, you know. Like solid. Very steep. Ice. And I have people who need to leave by noon. I need my cleaners to come, and I need other people to check in at At three three. (laughs) so it's like a tightly organized and i go there and i just have like a shovel and a bag of salt and i'm from texas (laughs) i love that part as we've seen people from from texas Texas don't really know how to deal with snow very well um as you shouldn't have to but yeah so i went and knocked on the door and told the people uh i'm gonna get this cleaned before you gotta give me a little bit of time right so i jump back in my truck and I drive home. We're about ten yeah. minutes away, and I'm thinking the whole time, "How am I going to do this? You know, how is this even possible? Like, you know, and you just have to start problem solving. You know, right. how do I get two inches of ice off this driveway without someone to plow it? Because so, no one's available. By the time I got home, I had four things I was going to try. I was going to get some more salt. Right. I was going to get a water hose because we have because it was a little bit above freezing. It was like 34. Like you could melt it with water. So I'm thinking maybe I could start hosing it down. A shovel because I had like a snow shovel, but I mean like a real shovel, you know. Like a metal flathead right. shovel. And a digging bar, which is like yeah. a big heavy steel pipe basically yeah. that has like a, a, a thing at the end. It's like a wedged end. Yeah, it's to dig holes and thankfully and this is just where the game just is all about luck (laughs) as i was driving on the driveway and you texted me and said i'm stuck and you were in our other driveway we have two different your car was stuck and you couldn't get out so i just said come with me and it was great because then I had you to help me because you definitely needed help and then we go there and out of those four things, the hose didn't work because there was... Frozen water inside the hose. The hose had not been kept inside. The salt wasn't going to work because you're not going to salt. You don't have enough. Yeah. The shovel was fine, but it was a digging bar. That was the whole key. And I was able to kind of get under the ice and then start, like, breaking it up. Yeah. And breaking well, you up, went breaking in, like, up. you went in, like, small yeah. lines. Right. You would walk down the driveway... 
right. in small lines, break up the ice, break up the, uh, you know, five times down the thing. And then we took the shovels. We right. had like three, di- one broke while right. we were using it. Um, we had three different shovels. We just start shoveling it down the right. driveway and, and over. And so that was a key because I could break it up. And like you said, it was all just cracked ice. And then right. it was so helpful that and you were there too because it's a big, long steep driveway and I it would have taken me a long time to do it myself so the two of us and then we had three grown men who were uh, watching us were watching us from the top of the <laughs> hill not helping they were paying us to to a, to a do <laughs> thanks, it thanks guys right. <laughs> thanks and then I salted it and it was fine well um that took about 45 minutes yep so that wasn't bad. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it, I mean, it all worked out. I guess I only bring this up. People are like, "Why are you telling?" Me? Where's eBay and all this? I mean, the whole point <laughs> is, I find that that is true for everything we do. Where oftentimes there's a problem or something that needs to get solved, and I don't know the answer. Right. And I often, we often come at it from multiple different ways. And yes. most, and oftentimes, many of the things won't work, right. and then one does, and that's and one only needs to work, you know? right? One only needs to work, but you have to have your ba- your tool bag <laughs> full right. in order to find that solution. I mean, it's like when we go to an auction and buy stuff. Yeah, I don't always know right. what things are worth or what you have. We buy weird, random antique vintage stuff you yeah. know so i'm not going and buying like give me a whole crate of one thing that has a barcode that i can scan it and i know the exact price on it it's just all this random stuff and i will check that table out and be like that thing and that thing i think will sell for thirty dollars each and we'll pay for the table so i can bid sixty dollars on the table right. and feel good about it and then it all we buy it all and then we go through and there'll be like a, a cool little candlestick or something. I actually have some of those sales this week that right. we can talk about. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's true for like building this coffee business too. Like we yeah. were just talking about this. We started about two years ago. This With the spark of an idea. Journey of like maybe we would open it. You know I mean? We, we just didn't yeah. really know and we tried different things and then – it turned out the best thing was to find partners who actually know how to do a coffee shop. <laughs> that helps. Who and, actually know what and they're then doing. Help them. You yeah. Know. Uh, so I, I I just find that that's true. And so yeah. when I see people come on our forum who are new to eBay and they're just like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. I'm always just like, you know, just start trying things. You'll figure you know? it out. Like a, a, a lot of it is just common sense People don't have, you know, special secrets. Yeah, I think also, like, this is true with a new business, any any new business. You think you know the answer and you try to move in that direction, but then the world around you dictates what you need to do. Right. Like, here's an example, a coffee example, right? So we were, we were training at the coffee shop in Harrisonburg and we were training in the trailer over the summer uh, with the because our coffee partners they have uh, they have a trailer that they do for events like a like a vintage RV 
So the thing that was most surprising to me as someone who tries not to eat sugar <laughs> as much as possible, it's very difficult, is how many people just want sugary drinks. Yeah. So, so is that surprising to you? Oh, yeah, just, yeah. I, I, I right. guess I thought, you know, because like keto and low carb and things right. like that to me are really popular. They are really popular, but um, in the grand scheme of like everyone in the whole world, you're like, oh, People want sugary flavored drinks that you can barely taste our beautiful, perfect coffee in. But so it's funny when you think, oh, this is what people will want. This is what, because this is what I want. And then it kind of shifts where you're like, oh, everyone wants caramel in their latte. Like yep. there's no doubt about that. Every yep. single person that I'm seeing wants a caramel latte. Yep. It's, yeah. So, it, so, it, so, so it's being you, able to change yeah. the way that you think about things. Right. Yeah. And sort of like shift in a direction right. to what's needed. Like with the driveway, I mean, we do have someone that plows our other driveway when it snows, but we've never had him plow this one that goes up because with two inches of ice. It would and, be impossible for him. Yeah, to it would get just be crazy. Traction, yeah. So, so the fact that we were like, "This is what needs to happen right now." Yeah. Here are our possible tools. Thank God Ryan's car is stuck in the driveway with like two inches of ice surrounding her tires. Uh, right. Let's yeah. go. Right. So, you know, the, the key is just is not to be paralyzed and just start doing things, and you'll you'll find the right answer. Yeah. Know? Okay. Ultimately. eBay ebay or scavenging stuff um so i want to talk about facebook some i know oh i i know you're gonna rant but i'm getting so facebook uh i'm i'm really people have been talking about this for a while but i'm pretty pro facebook in the sense of we sell not regularly but we sell large items yeah locally that uh we normally would not sell, you know, like we sold a big, uh, what do you call it? A wind chime, like giant. Oh my God, this wind chime. It's like four feet what? tall. I was like, th- this wind chime was in our back building. I realized eventually where we got it. And I was like, where did this come well, from? We, I don't even know we, why we, this We got it here. for free from <laughs> somebody and we sold it for 50, 50 bucks. bucks. And, you know, yeah. people have talked about that. They're like, yeah, I just like scavenge stuff for, for for free big stuff that can't be sold or shipped on eBay right. and uh, and, I and, sold and it for people cash. sell it and it's great and now but, the only reason you're pro Facebook is because you don't have to sit on Facebook and like uh, first of all deal with flaky people and deal with the interface I hate it right. but okay so, so besides the fact I also uh, and then I guess I don't know why it happened but we got approved to to ship on Facebook it took so a, a long a little while ago yeah I think I every know. I think it opened up to a lot of people okay. because all of a sudden they changed their interface and everything looks all like mm. different and like Lots more curved edges on things. I don't know how, how is payment. It. How is payment done? Is it just? Through- it's just like with anything else nowadays, where it's direct deposit. Mm. But it's like Mercari. I don't know if you know what Mercari is like, but like you don't get paid until the person gets it mm. and says it's good right. and doesn't ship. I absolutely hate that. So I was trying to read because i can't find anything on facebook that tells me what's going on i'm like on reddit like how the hell am i getting paid um so they do direct deposit after it mm. gets shipped and delivered and the person says it's good that, and that not bad it does seem like it's it's a real opportunity for 
shadiness. Yeah, no kidding. What happens if someone gets it and returns it in quotes, or they don't say anything, or I don't. Well, if they don't say so with Makari, if they don't say anything within three days or twenty four hours, I forget. You automatically get paid. So the cash is is automatically taken out of their account. Yeah, it should be. Anyway, I wonder if it's just held. Well, and we had a bit of a, a messaging problem because it, it, you were hiding your Facebook email. So it's fine. So we actually sold a couple things, too, on Facebook to ship. Uh, and that was good, too. Yeah. And I so, OK, I just want to talk about my problem real quick because I want to see if someone has a solution to my actual problem. So my problem is like in 2006 or whenever I started Facebook, um, you know, being on Facebook, I blocked all the emails from Facebook because they emailed you so much back then. If someone even like signed on, they're like, right. someone signed on. You're like, I can't, I'm getting a thousand emails. So I blocked that and forgot about it because how long ago was that? And um, when I was selling things, I was never getting notified. But the weird thing is when people message me on Facebook for Marketplace, I get a push notification on my phone but I wasn't getting a push notification when someone bought something. So I fixed it so I can see emails now, which was stupid. Yeah. But I don't know why I'm not getting push notifications. So someone someone bought something from me, but I had to cancel it because someone had already paid for me paid for it through Venmo, like kind of an off Facebook transaction. Um, which, cause I didn't even know how to do it the other way. So I canceled that one. And then a few days later, someone bought something else and then messaged me a couple days later. Hey, when are you shipping this? And I said, I'm so sorry. I did not even see that you bought this. Right. Um, I'm going to ship it right away. Right. So after it, you solved the problem of actually not hiding your Facebook. I'm getting this. notifications of people's birthdays mm. now. And like, it's really annoying, but it, so, whatever. so I guess the question is just to be very clear is how do you just get a message that says you sold something you sold something push, instead yeah, push of instead of everything else you know that goes on i don't know Facebook. if it's possible yeah. but um okay. i just want to push notification when someone right. actually purchases something or or is there a place on facebook where instead of it sending you an email for every little thing there's just yeah. like a place that says this is what you sold today because like that's I how need i to do just go through my settings because like that's how i do ebay is like yeah. i go to Whatever this this place is, I have a bookmark where I look every day and like this is the stuff that's sold today. Yeah, you know? it's great. Well, I'll I'll do that. Well, I'm just happy because yeah, at our house we have like a big back porch, we have a big front porch, we have stuff on both of them, and we have stuff there that is perfect it's mostly to like be commercial sold. sinks that we didn't need. Right, <laughs> that's like what I've been selling. Yeah, so uh, that's good. Now uh, on managed payments. I bet this will make people, uh, because we were talking about this. So starting in late March, eBay will phase out the billing of selling fees and expenses via a monthly invoice. Yeah. Which is interesting because it, because it has been a weird like Like thing. a hybrid. Yeah. Right? It's like on managed payments, they take out all of your shipping costs and final value fees, but then they invoice you every month for your subscription and then like... Some shipping fees? Yeah. So it sounds like what eBay is going to start doing is just take everything out. It's going to be like Amazon. Right, it's like Amazon. You're going to get paid all of your profits. 
and they take everything out before they send that to you. And hopefully when you get your 1099s reported, they're just like, this is what you got paid. And you actually don't have to expense any of that because they already took it out. Right. So that's actually kind of interesting because then... That's what I do with Amazon. We no longer have to figure out how much do we pay in shipping, how much did you pay. Yeah, you're you know? like, this is this is your right. uh, net... Is it net? Yeah. yeah net. This is your net right. profit from eBay. Done. The end. Except, Done. look, you will still have to expense your cost of goods sold, any shipping materials you buy, sure. any insurance your you buy. office, space, Yeah, stuff mileage. like that. Right, like those regular expenses. But in terms of fees, shipping labels, et cetera, et cetera, right. taxes, right. Um, that should all be taken care of. Yep. Yeah, examples. Which is really helpful. Yeah, examples of selling fees that will be taken out now will be... Insertion fees, promoted fees, uh, like all fees, <laughs> right? Or I mean, subscription like, fees, yeah. And, and boy, are there a lot of fees. Yeah. Um, it's about twenty to twenty-five percent of look, your net profit. If it keeps me from having to have a brick-and-mortar yeah. store and go to an office every day, I'm happy. So that being said, people have brought this up, and now you know we're, we're slow to adapt. Okay, we're an anchor store. We pay $299 every month for the ability to have up to 10,000 items in mm-hmm. our store. And we have about eight, you know. It's, a, it's under eight, yeah. yeah. Um, but people are saying that now if something is in the collectible category, it's free to list. So the next subscription down is premium. Which is sixty dollars, which allows a thousand items, mm. and then everything we, else is free. Do we have nine thousand items that could be in the in in that category? We have a lot. Look, I put a lot. I sell a lot of collectibles, right. vintage kitchenware. That's collectibles. Right. Uh, so I guess I can that's look. A I question. can look on our store because we would. Boy, we'd save a lot of money. We'd sell. We'd save one hundred and forty. Two hundred and forty dollars. That's a month. Ridiculous. If we can get nine thousand, uh, well, eight thousand. Yeah. So if we have eight thousand, it'd be seven thousand items have to be in the. I don't think we have seven. I don't think we have seven thousand. Okay. How do we have? I'm trying to think. Like, where's the bulk of our store? I don't know. Like, well, how do we have that many items in our store? They must all be collectibles. Like, I, I think of every single thing on our shelves, and I'm like, I bet we it's still, all old vintage stuff. I bet that we still have, I mean, we could actually, you know what? We could actually look. Uh, yeah. I bet that we have, you know, at least a thousand items of clothing and shoes. I think so, yeah. yeah. Plus, my mom just gave me, like, her entire inventory, which is all clothes. Right. Majority clothes. But they're all collectible. Like, I... I yeah. wonder if people are uh, are are hacking things and just put everything in collectibles. Well, so there is a, can people do there, that? Yeah, you can put anything right. in any category. eBay is not going to be like this doesn't belong here. Right. But in terms of search, if you're like I want a vintage jacket, am right. I going to look in collectibles? Well, yeah, but does, but it's a but does anyone actually like? I never search in a category. I, I just do like you know vintage leather jacket, right? And then I just wonder if it'll mess up the eBay search algorithm. Mm. Like it'll be like, well, we're not gonna okay. So there are some times when you're searching, right. and it automatically picks 
clothing. Okay. If you're like vintage leather jacket, it's like, oh, in clothing. You can say, go back and be like, no, 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 look in all categories because I'm looking for right. a leather jacket sculpture, mm. which is weird. Um, so I don't know. Okay. I, I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. I would love to save that much money okay. every month for sure. Right. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Because I, I, I noticed yeah. that. Well, look, uh, I would love to hear if anybody is using that yeah. technique. Yeah. Because I don't think it's bad to be right. like collectible leather well, jacket. <laughs> I know there are some people in our group who, um, you know, they sell like e- like books and e- sure, sure. ephemera only. And so right. it's basically all collectibles. Co- they put collectibles. it in collectibles. We just have quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a lot of collectibles. We should take. Should the, we do a second star? We should take the advice that people have that we tell people, and that is just do the numbers. You do know, the numbers. You know, even if we had fifteen hundred items that were not collectible, it might be worth paying sixty dollars a month, and then just pay the extra, whatever. Oh, 15 however cents, much it is, ten cents an item. That's a good idea, actually. Like, could that be cheaper than an yeah. anchor store? Although then I wouldn't. I don't think I would get like anchor customer support. Uh, yeah, but is like, is it worth it to pay for that for anchor support? Yeah, you know? I mean, look, it's not a big deal. We have it kind of baked into our, yeah. our store, but uh, you know, we also don't like to pay extra fees if we don't have to. Yeah, because there is also the danger that people have talked about. I mean. They started eBay started doing that during the pandemic, and you know it's it's also like when they gave people where you could put up a hundred thousand items for free. Mm-hmm. They were just trying to get people yeah. to to put stuff up, and then like now they, they, have they could take away that free yeah they're like category at any time. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That wasn't like a permanent change. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. All right, let's talk about our numbers. We sold twenty seven items. That was it. Just 27. So, like, there's a table in front of us. And it was all on there. No. I, I could put 27 items right um, there. And we made gross, including all the fees and shipping, about $1,600. We netted, minus the fees and shipping and taxes, about $1,200. There were a lot of high-dollar items this week. That's there why. Were. So so you're, like, 27 items, but, like, several over 100, several over you know, 80 or whatever. Um, but boy, was I packing big, delicate <laughs> items. Big, big. Yeah. That thing on Facebook that I sold was a hand-washing sink. So I sold it for $100. Right. A um, steel, like a stainless, stainless steel. Stainless steel hand-washing sink that was attached to a sink that we did need, yeah. but we didn't need the hand-washing sink because we needed it in a different part of the bar. So we were able to detach it, and it's a really high quality. Like these commercial sinks are expensive, new. So I and, told it. And uh, you are correct, absolutely correct. Like it's times like these where it's so smart that we have all those big cardboard cardboard boxes, boxes in the back. because I just I'm like, why do we have this giant? box that could hold a toilet why do we have this it's i to use put that, that toilet box to, to ship a sink yeah and i used a different box for a it was a toolbox we have this um it's not snap-on because those things cost a fortune it's like lowe's brand you know like thing in our back uh building to hold tools and i still had the box from that when do we buy that like three years ago yep. we still had the box from that and, and i just like 
put you know styrofoam on the bottom and like put the sink in and i was like that fits perfectly send it to georgia like so hope we get our money i really hope it gets there it's (laughs) getting picked up today so you are right we only sold 27 items but our average price was 45 yeah like let's get the average price to always be like yeah and you Took a day because it was a snow day. It was a snow day, yeah. And I love snow days. Ice day. Let's call it an ice day. Ice day. And, and you were putting stuff up on eBay and things were selling. Little it was chandeliers. So, it was and, so funny because like that snow day was hilarious because most people were like, oh, it's snow day. I can't yeah. do anything. I'm just going to like watch a movie. And I was like, I have so much work to catch up on in eBay. And I had a video client that I had to like finish work for. So I just sat at our kitchen table and like worked my butt off because we're so busy with this coffee shop. And I listed so much on eBay. And three super high dollar items sold within like an hour of yeah. me listing them. Yeah. Which is, I love. I'm like, yes, I love listing. And for us, <laughs> super high dollar, dollar $100. $1 to $200. It's, it's good. We're, we're, we're humble people. That is you know? like a great, any seller will say that's a great sale. So things we sold. So I'm a little bit hesitant to talk about this because I just. I don't want people to abuse this keyword. I don't think it's being abused. I think that this was just a very so particular sale. We buy tables of just a lot of stuff. Yeah. And people know mid-century modern, like it's like it's everywhere now. Yeah. You Atomic go on, era. It's like, you know, you go on, you go to Target and there's mid-century. So anyway, that's like old news, yeah. right? Uh, Art Deco. Old. You know. Art Deco, yeah. It's pretty well used up too. The one we are finding now is Art Nouveau. Now, Art Nouveau, I have had, I will just preface it saying this. I have a bunch of stuff on our store that's called Art Nouveau that hasn't moved in a year's. However, I posted a couple, there was something a couple weeks ago, and there was something this week that had the keyword Art Nouveau and it sold within like 20 minutes. I love... For a lot of money. I love this style. I loved it for a long time. Mm-hmm. It was a very short period of time. In the early 1900s. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, early 20th century. So the early 2000s. Yeah, I said early 1900s. 1900s. Yes, you're right. Yeah. 19, so yeah, yeah. between like 1900 and about 19... Max 1920. And if you Google it, it's like this really... It almost looks like aliens created this style. It's very almost uh, hallucinogenic almost. And it's like botanical. Right. It's very interesting and weird. And it was very short because it, it was very difficult to um, to uh, and make that style. Yeah. Because it took so much craftsmanship. Well, um, and the materials they right. used were often very expensive. And we, thankfully, just had a couple of pieces that fell into that category, and they yeah. sold, like, right away. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. So if you see it... Art Nouveau. Buy it. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Some Art Nouveau stuff just nobody cares about, but some pieces, it seems like people are collecting them. Yeah. Uh, and then another thing is, because we live in Virginia, yes. uh, there was a company... I don't know if it's still around... Virginia Metal Crafters. Metal Crafters. I think they are. I mean, and it's it's we find it kind of often just because pretty of often. where we're in the area, but it's collectible. And we were putting stuff up, and some lady in 
and overseas pick picked up a piece of it. Was it overseas? I forgot. Almost immediately. Um, a lot of times Virginia metal crafters will have made stuff for a colonial Williamsburg. I don't know if they mm. were, um, you know, contracted to make that, but they make other stuff too that other people would collect in Virginia. I don't know. Yeah. There must have been a store or something, but like, I find it, it's a lot of brass. It's a lot of cast iron. Um, a lot of my 16 year old male, uh, helper for eBay is always like, what is this? Cause I always have like Virginia metal crafters brass trivet. And he's like, I don't get what this is for because you know, He's a 16-year-old, right. you know, teenager. And he's like, what is a trivet? Oh, uh, yeah. So they actually did make a lot of reproduction hardware for historic sites like Colonial Williamsburg and, yeah. and a Mystic Seaport. Oh, that's in Connecticut. Old Salem. Yeah. Old Salem. So they actually, unfortunately, went out of... They stopped being a business in 2006. Oh, so, so not that long ago. And they're from Waynesboro. That is so funny. I that's know. really close to where we Isn't live. Isn't that weird? Weird. Their their stuff is high quality and people um, collect it for sure. So scavenge of the week. I mean, we are overloaded with stuff that we've been buying. But again, like you said, we've been selling because we're about to open up the coffee shop. We've kind of know what stuff is going in there, and we like bought a lot of a a used stuff. We are finding, and we are now selling that stuff. Uh, the stuff we didn't need. Yeah, on That Facebook, we were like, this is awesome. Oh, it eBay, does not fit here at all. You know, we sold a tea machine, and it's great. Yeah, so. a tea maker. Um, I will say for scavenging, someone gave me a huge box of mugs. Now, as we say, mugs are long tail, but... Um, and also, like, two-thirds of the... Uh, there were three boxes. One box worth was worth selling on ebay and the others are going right, to the so thrift store a third of the a items. third of the i items. did see that a one had been that oh jadeite jade it's fire king now yeah. it has a chip in it oh no and it's only one teacup oh really but um still a beautiful piece yeah. like i'll definitely sell that but people love that stuff but i do love mugs and i do love teacups which i never in my life thought i would say yeah. but i do um so i went through the that, it's just fun when people like hand you boxes and they're like i don't know what to do with this and yeah. i'm like oh i do yeah trust let's, me let's do any it. walmart brand is going back to the thrift store but i'm selling the rest of them Customer issues. We had a pretty quiet week, so that was good. Yeah, people were, was really... People were buying. We sent. Everyone's happy. Like, that's how it should well, be. Well, someone bought a skirt, and they're returning it because it doesn't fit, but... Mm, that's fine. That's fine. That's normal. Um, it doesn't fit. Things we learned in the forum. Uh, Christine actually was telling people about um, cottage core. <laughs> it's this... I mean, I guess this podcast is now about, like, things to look out for. Well, trends uh, yeah. for selling. Um so cottagecore is like the word for uh, like uh, a, a granny chic. Or like shabby chic, but hipster version of shabby kind of like chic. flowing sundresses like, and like, like vases. Fleetwood, like Fleetwood Mac. Right. Like I'm just like Fleetwood go. Mac. Right. Like vases You're with flowers. You're in a tiny house. Right. So because I guess. Vases with flowers. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's very vague. But I do see what you're like because, dried roses. Because I guess, you know, it's like the pandemic and so everyone's like having fantasies of like being out in the country and right. like or being at home. And like just being Young and like surrounded by like fields of flowers, like nature, yeah. yeah. And so, anyway, cottage core. Uh, let's see if anybody sells, like, if people are putting that in eBay, like, searches. I definitely oh, use yeah. weird terms. Uh, oh, cottage no, core. no, not really. Cottage core is not, does not come up in uh, college, cottage wear, but not cottage mm. core. I wonder if you looked on like. What's the site that our friend's daughter sells on? Is that Depop? Depop, yeah. Or like Poshmark or right. something. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting... But yeah. even if that term isn't being searched for, there's it's a, a, a look, people. A look. It's should. like it's like, like Shabby Chic is like my mom's age. Yeah. And like Cottagecore is like my sister's age. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> So yeah, you're you're absolutely right on that other site. Depop. Depop. I knew it. If you go there and search cottagecore, it's a whole category. Yeah. And so you can kind of see. I don't know. It just looks like regular clothes. You're but. like, it doesn't look. Well, it's funny because <laughs> um, there was a link on the forum that Christine put up there, and I just looked at the article and. It just was so funny to me because I'm like, this is, you know, it's sort of like they were saying it's sort of like a Fleetwood Mac version of grunge in a way where it's like instead of like wearing a long, long black skirt, they're wearing a long white lacy skirt with Doc Martens that have flowers on them. You're like, okay, okay. Maybe it's a more happy uh, version of of grunge. Yeah, I don't know. It's just fun. It's funny. Um, The trends that happen. But that's fine if that's what you want to do for yeah. people finding it. Trend setting. Yeah. Trend what's watching. The hot, what's the hot new style? Yeah. We actually came into Washington, D.C. Um, and uh, went to uh, a West Elm. We walked to West Elm. And room and With board. With masks on. Yeah. Of course. And just to check out, like, what's people are selling and, you know, and always going to their uh, the cheap cheap section oh it's so funny walking into west elm like there's all these fancy literally like super rich people like pulling up in like the most fancy cars right and i'm like you know the lady's like how can i help where's your clearance section i don't care about any of this new stuff oh, no. no just kidding like i love i love look i buy west elm stuff that's definitely on clearance yeah. so we went to the clearance section and we bought some stuff but it's just interesting just to kind of see their latest Stuff just to kind of see you. They're definitely the, still the, on the, the mid-century. And, like yeah. everything's like super clean. I think everyone's are looking for what's next, and I'm just interested to see what the fancier companies come up with because now that Target is basically selling the same thing that they're selling, yeah. it's kind of like they need to find that next thing that people. Cottage core. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny going into West Elm and then Room and Board because mm. West Elm is owned by William Sonoma. Uh, now and the prices are so different in room and board like we looked at this lamp and we were like oh this is such a cool like bedside lamp what five hundred dollars yeah five hundred dollars for a lamp and you're just like yo that's that's quality (laughs) yeah something all right let's go to the calls that people sent in this week okay you can email us an audio file our email is the scavengerlife at gmail.com or 
you can call our voicemail line. The phone number is 540-407-8486. You have three minutes to leave a message. Hello, Jay and Ryan and fellow scavengers. I know I'm a couple weeks late, but today I went to scavengerlife.com, scrolled down a little bit, clicked on the tip jar, and donated 500 pennies to Scavenger Life. And I encourage all other scavengers listening to the podcast to do so in celebration of the 500th episode. Thank you. That's really cute that you donated 500 pennies, a.k.a. $5, with PayPal fees. That's $4.50. Yeah. (laughs) PayPal definitely takes fees out of our tip jar. But it's very much appreciated, and uh, you know we don't yeah. do this for to get rich, but it's nice to just help us pay some uh, server fees and whatnot. So we appreciate it. Happy 500. Yay. Hello, Scavenger Life. This is Matt at the uh, eBay store, Jackass Retro. I've been a longtime fan of the show and uh, had a couple of questions for you. Um, I'm, by the way, I am sometimes on the forum. Uh, I'm the guy also who bought the more polkas shirt from you guys. Uh, one of my favorite shirts. Um, so my question is, you used to do some interviews back in the day on the show. And through that, I, you know, discovered Popeye's postcards. I now sell a lot of postcards. Um, and there's been a lot of other interviews that you guys have done that I have really learned a lot from. And I'm wondering, I know things have changed and we're living in a different era and you guys are very busy, but might there be a way to reincorporate that, that back into the show in some way in the future? Also, a uh, coffee question for you. Uh, I really like making cold brew and I'm wondering if you have a uh, bean that you recommend for cold brew coffee. Thank you very much. Love the show and look forward to another 500 episodes in the future. Thanks. Yeah, we uh, we we were doing interviews, recording conversations with other people that sold. And, uh, yeah, that kind of dropped off. Um, yeah, we could do it again. I just like to find sellers that are doing interesting things and not that any of us aren't doing interesting things. But, you know, if people are all just selling vintage items, it's kind of like, yeah, we all – get that we all sell vintage items so you know we always try to interview people who are yeah specializing in postcards or specializing in gold coins or you know i like to talk to people where i can learn something i agree i like that he said he learned a lot from like popeye's postcards because there are i mean definitely there are so many people that i'm like oh i never thought of it's just so look We've been doing this for a while now, and it's really rare to find people who are super committed yeah. and are really good at something. Yes. You know? Uh, you know? And also, uh, it's hard to find uh, – it's difficult to find other sellers who have been doing this for a while and have been doing something different. Right. Because I feel like a lot of people we talk to are like, oh, I've been doing this for like a couple of years. And I'm yeah. like, I want someone who's like a veteran of like – right this right you know, who x whatever that is i i want people to have gone through the fire i also anyway. want to say um so in terms of cold brew coffee and just for anyone who doesn't know what cold brew is it is what it says you brew you brew the coffee cold so it's like you're making this really delicious iced coffee but traditional iced coffee or how my mom used to make it when i was little was she would just use the leftover coffee yeah. from the pot that was hot brewed and cool down and put over ice. So that's what I always think of as iced coffee. But cold brew is 
brewing it cold and brewing it for like 24 hours. So it's really smooth. It's got this great complex flavor. We recommend our Brazil for cold brew. Um, we really we sometimes do different blends for cold brew in our shop. But um, if you wanted to buy coffee from us, Brazil is a delicious bean for doing cold brew. It's yeah. super chocolatey, nutty, smooth. So yeah, it's good. Brazil is great for cold brew. Cool. Thanks for the calls. Yep. Okay, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for being with us. I hope we could uh, hang out with you while you're uh, listing. What? Um, searching for cottage core. I do want to say in if I don't know if we're doing coffee talk or if, or if our yeah. cold brew was just coffee talk, but I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I roasted this week. Yeah, and uh, because. We're trying to get this. We're not going to say a date. We're trying to get this coffee shop open real soon. We're trying to give our partners more time in the shop. And then you're going to now roast Thursdays with me as your helper. Yeah. Uh, just so Phil has time to just... Uh, Do cafe stuff. Yeah, so. Get the cafe ready. So, you, you mean, you are becoming a real certified roaster. Well, certified by who? By um, me. By, by me. By our customers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on Thursday, that was actually the day we shoveled the driveway. But I was like, we were rushing back to the roastery, mm. and I was like, I was like, Phil, I'm here. Give me the roaster. Yeah. Like I was like, step away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's why so, I and I have fun doing it because yeah. you're there, dumping in the beans. Yeah. You are. Watching the temperature, yeah. you're like pressing buttons. It's yeah, so exciting to see. Buttons. And then you, you give me the buckets of coffee, and, and then I'm writing out up. bags, and I'm putting them in the right bags. And then we're shipping them, grinding like right it, then. sealing it. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's happening. That's cool. So th- that's exciting. Yeah. Well, what was exciting for me too is that I stepped up to the roaster, and Phil and I roasted together for a couple roasts. And then he was like, okay, I got to go do some other stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I actually know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, I know what to do. You totally do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that was fun. That you was cool. It. So, yeah. Okay. RobPorchCoffee.com. Yeah. Please please buy some pot coffee if you want to support, support us. Okay. okay. Podcast is ending in three, three two, two, one. one. Bye. Bye.